Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode 74 of the Agree to Disagree show, where we discuss current events, politics, pop culture, and cultural issues. I'm your host, Luigi C. Guys, if you appreciate the show, you want to support it, and you want to show love, please like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Facebook, IG, uh, or anywhere where you get the podcast on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, iHeart. Please leave a review, show your love in five stars. It would go a long way to help with the, the algorithms. I would truly appreciate it. Guys, before I bring on our guest tonight, I just want to say, as you can see here, I'm just showing some love to the BU by Ella branding clothing, uh, clothing brand, which uh, is um, a clothing brand that was made by my friend, Anna, that was on my uh, previous show. And to raise awareness for racism, bullying, and discrimination. So it's basically to always be you. And I'm always you. I'm always me. But tonight I'm going to be even more me. How's that? So, Anna, thank you so much for this wonderful gift. I love it. So happy to represent this evening. So, guys, uh, my guest this evening is the host of the Dad's Worldwide Podcast. Let's give a warm Canadian welcome from a new friend from New Hampshire. Brendan. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being there. First of all, yes, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Oh, thank you very much. And to all uh, my American friends and listeners, because um, as, as I was telling you off air, I have quite a few Americans that listen to my show. So when I, you know, we were planning this, I didn't realize that it was the American Thanksgiving. And, <laughs> but you were gracious enough to still do it for me. And, oh, yeah. I got to share the story because you made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. We, we we originally planned the show at eight o'clock. Okay, so this this ties in in terms of dads and the whole feel about the show tonight. So it was initially at eight o'clock, and then Brendan actually realized the shit. He said, "Shit, Luigi." When I said yes, I didn't realize it was Thanksgiving. He says, "So I'm going to be going to my my family's uh, home, which is a couple of hours away, and uh, you know I just want to make sure that I'm going to be home for for." for nine o'clock so let's make it nine o'clock do you mind i said no problem because because unlike you know a lot of people I actually like my family <laughs> <laughs> it's true and i feel so bad for people that don't like their family i just like i can't em empathize with them at all because I, I just i love them all i really do that, uh, that, oh yeah. man it made me laugh so yeah. it, it was it was good again you still love them after this thanksgiving yes yes absolutely we did talk a little politics but nothing crazy so it, uh I think we agreed to disagree. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that plug. I like that. Isn't that. But don't you find that crazy how that whole uh, dynamic has completely changed in terms of literally let's stay away from politics? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. It, it's what it's what uh, has brought politics to what it is today, right? Because people are just too afraid to talk about it because they, you know, they get angry or they make someone else angry, and uh, and then they just. They just shut down, so they don't want to talk about it. So they just let these uh, meatheads run run the government and uh, do whatever they want to do. Uh, so, yeah. When did when did we lose this capacity to have an actual just a a, a civilized discourse in terms? Of, even if we disagree, I've had plenty of people on my show that I disagree with, but you know what? I, I after you know talking about such hot topics like abortion, whatever it may be, I looked at it differently. I still thought the way I thought. But I still listen to the person on the other end and, and try to understand their point of view. When do you think we when did you, when did you think and why? Why have we become so attached to our views? Oh man, that's a that's a really tough that's a tough one. Um I think well, just as you just said, right? Like you listen. And that's a really tough skill for a lot of people. Uh, you know, listening, just listening to other people's opinions and not taking it personal. Uh yeah. I've been very guilty of this. You know, I would see someone respond to one of my posts and I'd be like, why would they say such a thing? You know, and you know, they get back in my own head and be like, Oh yeah, that's not, it's not against me. They're just making a statement. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, I think listening and, uh, trying to, um, trying to understand where people are coming from 
is very difficult. So when did that stop happening? When did that people stop, you know, empathizing with other people and trying to really figure out where they're coming from? Um, I don't, I don't know. When did like, like for us, we have a two party system. Basically, it's just the Republicans and Democrats, and they're equally horrific, in my opinion. But I mean, when did uh, when did people just dig their heels in and just go, no, no, just I'm th- this is it. This is the only way. Um, maybe when uh, news and uh, the media really grabbed hold of it and really just push it. I mean, they push it nonstop. Yeah. Uh, and um, I can't speak for Canada, but I know the United States is just, it's awful. If you watch the news for more than five minutes, you're like, I'm like, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> I had a, I, you know, two years ago, I looked at my mom after, uh, you know, you know, the C word there. And I was like, I looked at her and said, listen, I said, stop watching the news. Yeah. I yeah. gave her the military knife hand. I said, you stop yeah. watching the news. You hear me? It was yeah. like, knock it off. Yeah. So it was scaring her. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I think, uh, so I don't think it was that long ago. I think this is, you know, more of a modern problem than it was, you know. I agree. But I agree. And it's the exact same way here because for all intents and purposes, yes, we have a lot of parties, but pretty much we're left and right, conservative and liberals. Pretty much, there's the NDP in the middle, but in any case, uh, in the middle, actually, they're not. They're just left. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it. I think it. It happened in both of our countries because we're very similar. I think mm-hmm. is when there's no middle, there's no middle, there's no center left, there's no center right. There is really left. So liberalism is liberalism has it's not neoliberalism anymore. It's just it's it's completely far left. And yeah. conservatives have have basically, you know, in, in having to meet that, have gone a little bit to the right as well. So that part in the center is getting that gap is getting even in getting even bigger. So I think that's that's attributing to I think it's a contributing fact that the discussions are becoming I mean heated. So it gets nowhere, right? Yeah, we're not finding any solutions. Um, Honestly, I'm fine when they don't find any solutions. If they don't compromise, it means I get to keep more of my money in my pocket. Because usually, when they compromise. That means they're spending a whole ton of money. You know, that, uh, for, yeah, for me, I just like, I'd rather them just be at a, you know, butting heads at this. Yeah. So, yeah. so listen, um, I think let, let's not give them any more, any airtime because you know what? It's pur- we go right into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, exactly. I think the, pur- the purpose of tonight's show was, yeah. listen, um, Brendan's a father. Yes, father. Um, you know, obviously, the name of your podcast says everything we need to know. But yeah. before I, you know, I ask you the question: is that the, the why I wanted to do it, this show tonight? And, and I have other friends here in Montreal that have um, uh, their own podcast, and it's called Just as Dads, and it's three dads just talking about being dads, and I loved it. Yeah. So when I came across your stuff, it, it made me remind me of that. So I, I just, you know, this whole um, again, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna put the pol- political side on it, but this whole attack on manhood. And masculinity yep. um i think there is an epidemic honestly on men's mental health especially the men that are fathers because of our role and how important it is and i truly believe we're underappreciated um i i really do so uh, that's why i wanted to reach out to you and i asked you to be on the show so basically tonight's show is really a tribute to all men uh it really is and especially those men that are fathers the ones that go out there every day and work to support their family. And uh, maybe that they don't hear it enough that, you know, you are appreciated and you are loved by your kids and your spouses. So uh, that's what the whole purpose for me of having you on tonight. So I wanted to know what was your reason? What was your, you know, in French, we say raison d'être. Why, why did you start this podcast? All right, so uh, this was this is kind of a convoluted story, but <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> so um, I guess not convoluted; it's just kind of long. But uh, so I want to start a podcast. Um, I was actually going to start a plumbing co- podcast. I was a plumber, or I am a plumber, I should say, and uh, I, I was going to start a plumbing podcast. And uh, I told my best friend, "I'm like, hey man, I'm a, I'm going to start a podcast." He's like, "I'm in. Let's do this." <laughs> I'm like. Uh, okay, well, you're not a plumber, so I don't know how I'm going to fit you in. So we went back and forth for like a month or so, and uh, he's having, he was having a baby. Mm-hmm. So we started, well, you know, I already had two kids at the time, and it's like, well, yeah, why don't, why don't we do the dad thing? And yeah, yeah, and um, 
I don't think I've ever met someone so excited to be, you know, knowing that they were going to become a father than my best friend, Jim. He was just so stoked. And, uh, uh, and then uh, actually we were recording our, it was either, I think it was our second episode and uh, I dropped a bomb on him. We, we we were expecting a child as well. So, so uh, so yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It really was. He's like, Oh, that's how you're going to tell me. So, um, you know, so I was already a dad. He was becoming dad, and it seemed just like a perfect fit that we could just discuss so many aspects of being a father, uh, and uh, you know what to expect, and then you know what to expect for the birthing process, and then you know what to expect when you're you're you know the baby's actually there, and um, not that not that you the, you know those are situations perfect but you could give a little bit of advice here and there and then uh, and then as the kids grow it so you know we have different aspects and perspectives and uh so it just seemed like a great fit and uh and we both uh just love the kids so so yes i i think the perspective of a man is always i mean we're going to discuss so many different things tonight and how being a dad and how we approach fatherhood or and parenting compared to their moms it's just it's just in itself and it's off comical and you love seeing that right so um my good friend uh, reno is saying being a dad is the greatest feeling in the world and he says hi dads thanks reno for tuning in Jessica Hunt says, tuned in at just the right time. Hey, that's Jim's uh, wife. <laughs> hey, Jess. Awesome. Good timing. Thanks, Jessica, for tuning in. I appreciate the yes. appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, for sure. It, it's always, you know, <laughs> just because I find when we're just dads are together and how they talk about their parenting skills and how they handle certain things. You know they're not going to say the minute that one of the moms is there, they're not going to say the truth, right? In terms of how they see parenting. So I said, let me do a one-on-one here and let me get it straight from the horse's mouth and see what how other fathers are handling this this craziness right now, raising children in this world. Which yeah, you know that's that's that. I think that's going to be my first question to you is, um, how how. How are you handling? Because I—I'll be honest with you, man. I'm—I'm I'm struggling. I, I'm struggling because. Okay, let me ask the question first. So. Okay, ask the question. How, yeah. How 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 are you raising or how are you handling uh, raising children in this new? I hate to use the word woke world, politically correct world, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and especially, and, and I'm pretty sure, having listened to your show, like myself heavily opinionated yes <laughs> you want your children you know whether you're gonna admit it or not i want my kids to grow up thinking not like me but at least to question everything yeah right to think about stuff yeah yeah absolutely so my, my question like my my wife is i understand your question completely yeah. how do you raise them and uh yeah i get it i i, I, I completely understand yeah yeah because it's a frustrating world, right? You're you're you look at the way things are, and you're frustrated with the government. You're frustrated with just life in general, and your responsibilities as a dad, your responsibilities as a husband is really just all of it is it's a weight. It's a weight. So, how do you raise them and not let that affect them? Basically, yeah. How do you like? How do you how do you navigate that? Right in terms of not pushing too much of your view of the world. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, still, you know, raise a a a good human being. Yeah, yeah. So what I, I what I and my wife does is just we like the kids be kids. Yeah, we, you know, we're we're not. I wouldn't say we're free range parents, but our kids go in the woods and they build forts and they, you know. <laughs> they'll run around naked in the woods you know like we'll we'll let them you know like we don't don't care like my one of my sons doesn't like wearing pants you know what am i gonna you know like it's (laughs) not important our neighbors can't see it it's all good um so you know just let the kids be kids you know this this crazy world they're gonna they're gonna get it you know when they're an adult um they're gonna get plenty of that stress so why do that when they're a child to me just let them be kids let them have fun but uh, also build a strong base 
uh, when it comes down to that, to critical thinking and critical thinking skills, uh, just always questioning that it's like, okay, well, you know, why did you do that? Why did you decide that? You know, whether they make a good decision or a bad decision, yeah. you know, always, uh, you know, you know, and then, uh, as far as, you know, we're homeschooling and I say, we, oh, wow. I mean, my wife, um, and you know, part of the lessons they're learning are, you know, about history and, you know, and part of that is, you know, learning about freedom and liberty and, um, what, what rights you have is just a natural individual. Right. So yeah. it's, it's just, I, I think it's just, it, it's extremely important to put that base down and then, you know, you know, work it up with that, you know, for sure. And the critical thinking skills is probably the hardest part, right? Because, yeah. Kids are going to see stuff at face value, and that's it. Boom, done. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, well, first, I find it very interesting, and I hope you don't mind. I'll ask the question: Why you decided to do homeschooling as opposed to traditional schooling? Because I, I find this fascinating right now. Because I know that the uh, that is is increasing here, <laughs> even here in Canada. Uh, yes, I've met quite a few people, just even uh, friends of mine or clients of mine, uh, that have decided to go that route. And I always love asking the question and. Uh, so what was what was you know what was your decision based on for for you guys? So <laughs> I wanted my wife to homeschool from the beginning, but she's a school teacher. She wanted to go back to work. She loves teaching, and she didn't want to stay home and uh, and just you know teach teach the kids. That was just not something that she cared to do. And I can obviously. I can't force my wife to do it. I sure. want her to do it. She doesn't want to do it. Fine. Well, uh, COVID hit and uh, the kids got sent home. Right. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the next year, which it was only like a month or two, I want to say at the end of the year where they had like distance learning. So yep. it was, it was not a huge deal. Um, it definitely, they weren't getting what they should have been getting as far as uh, education goes, uh, which is fine. Uh, you know, I don't think a month or two is going to, make that much of a difference but then you know that next year going back to school they were uh they were forcing masks and uh and then ridiculous restrictions if someone were to get uh, um actually get you know actually get it or even if one in the family got it it was gonna it, it was just so much easier to just keep the kids home and teach them from home and then uh new hampshire uh just started something called education freedom accounts and it's kind of like a school choice type thing, right? Okay. So you keep your kids home, you teach them homeschool, or you can get them, you can send them to a private school. And this education freedom account, if you apply and you qualify, you will get money. Interesting. In order to send them to, uh, you know, a private school or a charter school, or you can keep them home and you can use that money in order to do extracurricular activities, curriculums. Uh, or, or support the family, I, I presume, right? I mean, because there's nope, no, no, it has to be specifically for the kids' education. Okay, okay. so it is specific to that. So uh, you're basically taking whatever federal money that the public school would have gotten, and that that comes to the child. Okay. Um, it is income based, so but uh, it's it's great because the last two years we've homeschooled them. We've got extra money. The kids have been able to do things that they wouldn't have normally been able to do if it were just my solo income. So. Okay, is is there is there the aspect for because for, for me the first thing that always comes to mind is and you know you could you could put me in, in into context and how the kids are handling it, the social aspect about it right of not being with friends at school how are yeah. they how how do you see them handling that how are they handling that so after the first year that uh, one of them want to go back to school the other one didn't really care to but when we get, we did a pros and cons list with them. And again, I say we, my wife did it, mm -hmm. but I, you know, I would, we, we kind of agreed that that's how it was going to go. And they, uh, that was the one thing that they really wanted. Uh, they still wanted to be homeschooled because there were so many pros to it. Uh, and then, but the con was that they weren't getting the social socialization that they wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, It's not that hard. You just have to put in effort to make it happen, right? Yeah. Uh, there's 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 extracurriculars 
at the library that you can do like story times uh lego clubs and that type of thing read book clubs and that type of stuff um you know cub scouts you know my kids are in flag football now and so they're doing a bunch of different activities they just wanted they just wanted more play dates and that and so you just got to make an effort and try to get them into it and um, I think it's easier now today than it is, has ever been with social media you, you know yeah. you, 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 there's homeschool groups in town you know so it's just if you're if you're still not socializing your children in this day and age like uh, you're not trying you're just not trying so. well because when you really think of it and you made me think about something is when they're at school they're at school right yes they're in the class with a school. But in this case, I mean, here you have there's three siblings. Then really everything else takes place after school or on weekends or evenings. Um, so I mean, as long as you have that down packed, I suppose, right, the, the kids are not really feeling an impact, right? I look at my my boys get all their socialization after school, right? Yeah. Um, you know, weekends in terms of playing sports and all that. So, yeah, the, 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 but, you know, it also... And I find that very intriguing and then I seeing especially with what's being taught in schools and and again we're gonna go back to politics and and how why schools are I don't know what's going on in schools. Uh anyway, I don't even want to go there. So I, I could see why I could understand how the numbers are going up. Uh my 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 wife is a teacher as well. Oh, okay, yeah, great. Uh but with with um adults with special needs. Yep. So uh a little bit different. My wife was a special education as well. Wow, what what a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a plumber, <laughs> so hey, um, we, we all can't be perfect. Sorry. No, no, exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, forget it. Trust me, I'd rather be a plumber. It's the worst. I, I'd I'd rather be a tradesman right now. Trust me, than be in the mortgage industry as I, I am. Yeah, that's tightening up a little bit. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, no, it's all it's all good. It's all good. I've been in long enough to see the roller coasters up and down, so it's yeah. it's all good. So you know, I was I was thinking as well. For for me, it's um, you know, in terms of how I'm I'm navigating this whole uh, woke culture, and and it's 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 because when you have my my wife and I are very different. Obviously, I'm heavy opinionated. Yeah. Um. So, um. She's just very like Luigi. Why does everything get to you? Why do you get upset? Like just, <laughs> like just you know. And it's and it's hard. I'll be honest with you, Brendan. It's it's hard for me to, because I'm such. I'm like, I was raised by, uh, you know, old school Italian immigrant parents. Uh, my in laws are very different. They're they're Italian as well, but they were educated here in Canada. My parents weren't, so you know, I grew up with a construction worker, and my dad was just about the family and work and family values and and being a good man and and being a good kid and so you see how how you know the upbringing is different and and how we could clash in terms of how we always make it work but how we could clash in terms of handling certain things and um i think that's you know you mentioned because i have my kid is a bit older and he's going to be 14 this summer and i already starting to see him when we're talking or he's just i'm in the car and i'm listening to a podcast or he's what we're watching something and he'll say something he'll put a comment and i'm like oh my god that's me man <laughs> you know? Shit, I, I i made a mini me you know so but at least he's i think he's starting to um develop a little bit of that analytical thinking yeah and, you know when he starts to question the teachers not directly with them, but more with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he won't do it in front of his mother. I hope my my wife doesn't watch the show. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think it's just it's a matter of uh, just literally sitting them down, and I, and I talk to him, and I say, listen, you gotta have to learn to question everything. I don't care where the message is coming from. You have there is no reliable hundred percent whoever the messenger is you have to question everything so i hope that and like you said once we could only do our job but once they're in school right and they have all the influences of teachers yeah. and, and and friends and and just the the world in itself um yeah it's 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 not an easy thing right now being a parent and especially a father uh especially ones that are heavily you know heavily opinionated such as ourselves so i mean i i was always going with a realm of like well i don't want to fill my kid's head with the stuff that i think and i think and 
I do still not want to do that necessarily, you know, with some things like they just don't need to hear it. Uh, but there's other things that they do need to hear and they do need to think about. And I like that he's, you know, putting in comments, you know, your oldest there. I, and and it's a great teaching moment, too, just to sit him down like you did and just ask him like, all right, well, you know, how did you come about this, you know, comment? And, oh, one of my uh, my oldest was like, oh, Trump's the worst president that ever existed. And I'm like, whoa, OK. Um I'm like, where did that come from? I think he was like, I think he was like seven or seven at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, where did that come from? Yeah. Wow. You know, like I was like, yeah. I, not that I won't, you know, necessarily disagree with you, but I mean, like, I'm like, well, you know, what's, what's the deal? You know, like, where did that come from? Oh, I heard it in school. All right. Well, you know, if you're going to say something with such, you know, I mean, he said it with like authority. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because God knows how he heard it. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm yeah. like, and uh, I don't think it, I think it was another student. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the teacher. So, uh, which I, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a teacher, but no. I, I, uh, I said, well, you know, I said, you want to be careful about what you repeat from other people. You know, you really don't, you don't know that. Do you, do you, do you really know that? And he's like, eh, no, I don't, you know, all right. You know, it's fine. You know, but you, but I think like if you, if you don't fill your kid's head with something, then someone else is going to. Yes, that's right, that was my point. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, those no, those two great points. I love what you said. Ask them how they came up with that conclusion, mm-hmm. and then guys, listen up. Whoever's watching the show or listening to the podcast, if you're not going to put any type of ideas in their head, you know someone else is going to do it, especially in today's world. And yeah, I was really hesitant. I'm like, well, I can't. I can't do this. I gotta. I gotta be neutral. I gotta. I'm like, nah. You know what? Nah. <laughs> I mean, you can be neutral in the way that you teach. You know, freedom and liberty and natural rights and that type of thing. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, other than that, it's you know, you get further than that, and it's tough. You have to put some type of well, slant on it. You know what? You know, you just said liberty and, and natural, and you know, all that went out the window the last two years. So I can't believe that we even have to you know, uh, um, teach this to our kids. Like, who would have ever thought, right, actually living in North America as a Canadian or an American, Mm -hmm. that we would have to teach our kids that bodily autonomy, that I can't decide what I put in my body. Brendan, I won't even ask. I don't care whether you're you're pro or con against vaccines. I don't care. It's not even the point. But I'm going to respect everyone's yeah, on whether or not they're going to decide what's going to be in their body. So I cannot believe that now we're at the point that we have to teach this to our kids. Unfortunately, yeah, I well, I mean, I think th- this has happened because other people weren't teaching their kids about it. Right. You like, uh, yep. you know, other other people were just like, no, you know, things aren't that bad. Yep. We're just we were good. Trust the government. Trust the news. Woo, yep. yeah, you know, that type of thing. And it just kind of snowballed into you're going to stay home. <laughs> you know, and it's like, what the hell? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I don't care if you're an adult and you want to take it, do it. That's up to you. But yeah. then don't don't harass me if I don't. Um, although you know, when it comes to adolescence, and uh, I think I think it was really really wrong. But, but, but then you know, we're talking about our civil liberties, right? Our yeah. civil liberties that is that is that is protected by the Constitution, and for us, it's the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Mm-hmm. Literally went out the window. Oh yeah, went out the window. So. Anyway, again, I'm not going to go into the whole political debate. I really don't want to, but I just can't. Now, this is just another added thing that we have to um, add to fathering, right? So uh, a few things here. Uh, before I mentioned Galileo was actually school where my my wife uh, teaches. So Marissa is her colleague. Shout out to Galileo teachers. Yes, thank you, teachers, for what you do for our kids. We love you. Thank you so much. Peter is this guy, Peter, a bunch of conspiracy <laughs> theorists. This guy is so hardcore. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter, uh, I didn't know if you've knew this, but my middle name is Alex Jones. You got to check him out on Rumble and on Facebook. He was on one of my previous shows. He's oh, nice. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, do as you're told. Yes, sir, yeah. Peter. Thank you very much. We're, we're going to fall in line. <laughs> He's having a good chuckle over that for sure. Um, but you, you, I, I had a Fourth of July barbecue. Okay. Every year. And I, 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 I did. I did not do it as I was told, Peter. Oh, I had a giant get together. I invited everyone I could think of and told them, "I'm like, hey, you're an adult. If you don't feel comfortable, don't come. Don't come. That's it. That's it. 
listen, I mean, yeah, there was I was so wrong what we went through. But anyway, um, I'm just glad that I hope <laughs> the worst is behind us. But um, anyway, you never yeah. know. You never know with Canada and especially the province that I live in. You never know. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not, we're not going to get into that. Maybe we'll do it. I'll have you back on and we'll just discuss politics next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers. You know what I'm thinking? I should have. I just put water in here. I should have put something. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, extra. I got some extra here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you made, you made me think about something and it's funny. I didn't even put it in my show notes, but you're just reminding me is, you know, what? We're, we're looking at, we're talking about all this. And I believe uh, a large part of any difficulty that we are having uh, navigating and, and, and parenting is how, some other parents are not doing their jobs right. So, yeah, yeah, no, and and I'm, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a perfect parent. I'm far no, from. Of course not. Yeah, I'm far yeah. from it. But you know what? Um, when someone tells me maybe you know your son's a little shit, okay, let me let me let me try to look at this objectively and see what's going on here you know let me try to get to the truth as much as i can not my first reaction being no my little timmy's an angel yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think that that has a that is huge huge uh, implication right now today because i i speak to teachers um my wife's cousin is a teacher and you know and, and i see also some conflict re resolution that we're going to talk about also after um just in school or in sports and I see the reaction of the parents. I'm like, oh, okay. I see where the kid gets it from. The kid has no chance. The kid has no chance. So uh, solving everything with anger and violence is yeah, probably not a, <laughs> not a good plan. Not a good plan, right? Or yeah. or just you know, just that right away um eliminating or just saying, No, it's not my son, it's not my daughter, they're perfect. It's oh of course, of course. Yeah. Anyone that says that, I'm just like, Yeah, come on. You, yeah. you know your kid is not that perfect. No, you know, right? You know, so um <laughs> I don't know. So, like, how how like and how that'll jump far too far to the you know the other way and be like, hey, what did you do? Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. What's going on, right? Like, it's, it's it's what did you do? Or my kid's not a you know. All right, let's find out what happened. Yeah, you know, let's get both sides of the story. Let's you know. So, uh, yeah, well, that's the first thing, right? The, the, the I mean, so much things that I mean, I have a fourteen and a ten year old, and that's the first thing I ask. Okay. How were you involved? What happened? What did you do? Yeah, I know. Yes, you're perfect to me and mom, but you're not perfect. Okay, <laughs> we all know. So, how how do you how do you handle how do you handle conflict resolution? I mean, um, how do you try to handle that? You know, one thing actually between your kids mm -hmm. and or if others, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, uh, this is probably one one of the most difficult. Uh, things I think to deal with, uh, maybe not like you know your own kids together. You know you kind of find out what happens. You're like, hey, you know we're we're a golden rule type family. You know we you know is that how you want to be treated? Yeah, it's a simple question, and it's I've I've said it about eight million times. I'm sure my wife has said it about eight million times. I think we're gonna say it probably until they leave the house. <laughs> but uh, you know you treat people how you want to be treated, and I think that's really really important. Um, now when the kids get a little bit older, I, it's going to be, you, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated. You treat people with respect until they deserve otherwise. And that's how I, um, you know, I've always looked at my professional career and, uh, and personally when I meet people, um, you know, and, and, uh, so, you know, as far as conflict resolution between brothers and sisters, then yeah, it's, it's not simple, but you know, it's, uh, you know, what they're, they're wrestling and one of them gets punched in the face. Mm. Like, Oh, okay. So what happened? Well, he was being too rough. I'm like, well, you guys were wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, well, that's a good point. Yeah. You were wrestling, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's not okay. You can't just punch someone in the face and you don't know, do it, you know, but, um, yeah, we haven't had anything too major, anything too heated. Although my son did punch my other son in the face and cause his mouth to bleed, which was interesting. That was yeah. He had a loose tooth, so he just made it a little looser. So like he's like blood is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but 
uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's sometimes there's discipline involved. Um, other times it's just talking about it as far as like, okay, you know, this is, this is not an appropriate behavior. Um, you know what? Thanks. I, I'm, I think I'm going to try that. I, I'm finding it. Um, I don't know what it is recently. There's that age. They're, they're three and a half years apart. Um, my two boys mm-hmm. and it's increasing. Now the older one is in, in, in high school and sort of like, you know, my brother is really bothering me and I'm finding it more and more difficult to, um, to talk to him and say, listen, it's your younger brother. Yes. I know sometimes he'll annoy you, but I'm finding it hard to get through to him. I don't know how to approach it anymore. I really don't. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'm I'm not the only father, uh, trying to deal with this because, you know, his mother, he's not that he won't listen to his mom, but it, it's like it bothers me more because I always try to tell him. I go, guys, all you have is each other. Yeah. You have your child, and after mom and dad are gone, you're gonna have each other. You don't have any other siblings, and f- you guys should be the most important people in each other's lives. You know, so uh, yeah. and, until you have your own kids, so I'm having a little bit of trouble, uh, a bit of trouble lately with that. I don't. I think that's too far for them to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like too far forward. You know, it, you know, he's four, he's going on 14 and he's too cool for school. He's got his friends, you know, and uh, now his brother, his little brother is not cool. And yeah, so I think the whole, yeah, so I, that's, yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, I know, but you're right. You, you made it. You, you the know. Go, hey, would you want to be treated this way? Would yeah. you want to be excluded constantly? Yeah. Um, what do you, you know, or what kind of, a, why do you think he's trying to get your attention? Because he wants to hang out with you. He likes you, you know? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to use that approach to see how it, uh, how it works. Listen, I mean, um, I don't think any approach works with every kid is different. Every parent is different. Every situation is different. Um, you know, in, in speaking about uh, situations, uh, I recently did a a podcast uh, with a couple of friends of mine, including Anna, uh, that owns the BU um, nice um, clothing line, and um, on bullying. Um, oh yeah, and um, you know it's it's a huge obviously it's a huge subject, and um, so I, I'm just trying to because I've had so many conversations with friends and parents and how they deal with it and now everyone you speak to has in some way, shape or form has been uh, subjected to any type of bullying. And, um, you know, recently something happened with my son and don't want to get into details, but um, it, it, it was, it was, it was difficult to, to deal with. Uh, but you know what? Um, the parents were so open uh, to having a discussion and it worked out really well at the end, you know, and that's why it brings me back to what I said before. Um, so it, it, the, the thing is that, you know, with me, I have that Italian temper. Okay. I'm, I'm an old school guy. Yeah. You know, you just, and I've told my son, someone about just knock him in the mouth. Right. Uh, so, it's, and uh, you know, not everything is solved with violence, obviously. Right. So, but yep. so I'm trying so hard, Brendan, to, you know, because the world is so different. Being a father today, yeah. when we were growing up, I don't know, how old are you? I'm 43. I'm 47. So, yeah. I mean, there was none of this, right? We well, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have a, you know, we didn't have a computer in our hand 24-7. I mean, it's, it's completely different, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Someone had a problem with you. How did you handle it? Let, look, let me let me see the the the, the question. Let me see the answer here. How did uh, you and there, yeah, there was usually fisticuffs or yeah. Uh, yeah, shouting match or yeah, you you generally didn't talk about it. <laughs> exactly. You, yeah. Did you ever come home and say, "Hey, mom, hey, dad"? Yeah. <laughs> what you think? Well, I mean, I should say my parents. I was saying between other kids, but yeah. my parents. Uh, my mom. Yeah, my mom was pretty good. Uh, my dad was a a screamer. <laughs> so, so he. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how he dealt with it. And yeah. uh, um, and you know, to be it, you know, to be fair to him, that's probably how my grandfather dealt with him. <laughs> you know, you know, so he didn't really know another way. And and then back then, speaking of back then, right? Like they didn't talk about their feelings. Like this conversation between you and I did not happen. 
This is not happening. We didn't sell. I, I, there's no, you know, my dad probably, I, I'm guessing he didn't sit next to his best friend and said, you know, you should really talk to your son about this you know, and sit him down and have a nice conversation. No, no, that probably didn't happen. I'm, I'm guessing that didn't happen. And certainly didn't happen with my grandparents. No, listen, no, uh, not, certainly not with my dad and his father way back in the old, in, in Italy. Old no, no, it's, it's actually today is the one year anniversary of my dad's death. He, he passed away a oh, year ago today. Yeah, no, it's okay, man. He was, it's good. Trust me, he was yeah. suffering, so it was good. But he was yeah. such an old school kind of guy. And I just I think about these stories, and I could just imagine me trying to have this conversation that you and I are having. I really appreciate you as a father. Thank you for everything you're doing. He probably look at me. What you're talking about yeah. Shut up. Go, go do something. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't realize I had a daughter. Get out of here. <laughs> no, look, listen, my dad was the same way. And uh I and and it, yeah, it just I, I don't know. We just never had the conversation. It was just uh, it just never happened, you know. Um, no, no, I can't. Uh, you know, and and you know, unfortunately waited way too late. I told my dad I loved him a lot and uh at, at towards the end. You know, and it, it, it's so much, uh, it's good to get it out. I talk to him yeah. a lot. Like my dad passed uh, a couple of years ago. So, okay. it, so you know, we're in the same boat. And it, 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 I'm glad I got to tell him. I'm glad I got to talk to him a little bit before uh, everything happened. But uh, it's still like, I cannot imagine like before we knew he was sick, like sitting down and having that conversation. Like it propelled that. It really did. You know, <laughs> it's incredible because, you know, I yeah. can't even, I don't know about you, but I can't even remember. Him telling me I love you, but I always knew he loved me. He he showed it. It's it's. I, I hug my kids every day. I can. I love here. them like crazy. Uh, I I actually asked my mom the other day. I'm like, did I don't remember Dad like hugging us a lot? Did he hug us? He kiss us and stuff. And she's like, well, not really. <laughs> like oh my hey, again like i don't I, no ill will towards my father that's just how he dealt no, with that, yeah, how he yeah. did it and he was still a good dad you know he provided for us he gave us a good foundation uh you know i mean i'm probably a i'm a hard worker and that's probably a lot due to him so uh and and so uh, yeah like i i i i'm trying i'm not making fun of you dad sorry um <laughs> like but like i really think that uh I just I give him a lot of grace because I understand where he was at Absolutely. Uh, and how he was, you know, kind of grew up. Though. Same here, same yeah. here. I never had, never. I mean, he was, he's still my hero, right? So it, it was, it was just a different time, you know. And gone, what he went through as a child, <laughs> we won't even get into that. So, could yeah. you? How did you want him to be a different <laughs> type of dad? Already, he was. I mean, first of all, he was pulled out of school at nine years old to work the fields in Italy. Like, like, come on! What child? He had no childhood. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Like, and then he comes here to Canada. I'm like, my kids have all the freedom in the world. They could do whatever, right? I'm, imagine my, we would. He would bring me to work. He had his own construction company. We, we did asphalt and unistone driveways, and and my mom didn't even want me to go to work. He's like, he would look at her. He goes, "Well, second, you're Italians and you're doing concrete. I can't believe it. Could you believe it? Asphalt too." <laughs> no way impossible. impossible impossible no way impossible impossible yes <laughs> i am that typical what is what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> typical typical stay-at-home mom construction oh. family yeah five kids never never missed anything in our life the typical old school sunday afternoon dinner pasta sauce that's awesome it was awesome. totally textbook it was literally textbook i would i would have changed i wouldn't treat it for anything in the world that's for sure but you know it, it's funny we have to, we're talking about our dads yeah and i, I didn't even talk about but just we look and we laugh now yeah the change in generations of what it means to be a father it's crazy that we're actually talking about feelings with our kids. You, know? you can't keep that stuff pent up inside. And, you know, still people do it, but I think it's a lot less. I, I have more and more conversations with guys and friends and, uh, and even strangers. I'm like, you know, we, you find, hey, you have any kids? Yeah, I got kids. I'm like, best thing ever, isn't it? Oh, hell yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah. So just even just strangers, man, I'm, I'm always growing them, you know. 
just you can see the love beaming in their face. Yeah, you can't. That's that's a serial killer. Call somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just kidding. (laughs) But listen, um, in this in this new day and age, I mean, you have to. uh, For me, a real man, a real father, you don't necessarily have to give birth, or you know, be the actual biological father. But a real man is someone that stands up for his kid, raises those kids, provides for them, helps them as much as they can uh, in any way, shape, or form. And for me, and trust me, listen, I have plenty of examples of guys that are not that to their kids. Yeah. And for me, there's no, uh, that's not a man. So um, I, I saw this video recently, a couple of days ago, and it's funny, it was right before doing this show, and it was, it was clearly a man that just finished a shift working in construction, Oh, yeah. And he just said, um, this is video for all the guys that just need to hear it, all those guys that go out there and work their asses off and come home. And he just says, like, thank you. You're good. We love you. And thank you for everything you do for your family. I got chuckled up. I, I mean, I'm surprised I'm not chuckling it, right? You know, getting emotional, thinking about it. But, right, it hit yeah. home. And then you think about how many men, how many fathers just maybe needed to hear that or see that video because you know what it just hit me and i'm like yeah man thanks and and you know what and then i look back and i'm like i don't think i ever said that to my dad and for me he was his hero and yeah my hero because i would see him come home and he'd be so tired brendan he would he would never complain he never missed a day of i think one because he chopped off half of his finger that's what it took for him to (laughs) miss a day of work okay in 50 years i think so I'll just stay home today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm missing half my finger. I think I'm gonna go to hospital. I might, I might. And even at that, they had to force him to go. But that's the guy was just—he was not normal. My dad was crazy. I would go to work, and I'm like, I can't work with you, Dad. You're 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 not normal. You're create. You're nuts. Because he, uh, he had to, he had to show an ex- um an example with me, right? I was. I yeah, you you don't get it easy. No, 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 no. So, no, 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 no. and then after a couple of years, I'm like, listen, I sat him down. I said, Dad, I can't work with you. You're 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 nuts he says no problem no problem he goes i don't care okay i understand you but you're gonna have to find a job i'm like okay no problem and i did and we went our, our separate ways and everybody was happy i was working and i wasn't working for hitler so i was good <laughs> i worked uh where the an italian welder it was my first uh plumbing job i was an apprentice i was in connecticut and i was working and uh and if he wasn't from the old country, like he was definitely he was pretty close to it. I mean, his accent was so thick. I couldn't understand a word he said. Now, my name is Brendan, but he called me Brendy. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brendy, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, Brendy? I'm like, what? Are you, are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short little, short little guy. It was just like, he scared the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie yet, but he was a really, I mean, he was great. He was good to be, but it, oh. but uh, yeah, those old country guys, man, they, uh, they're tough. They're tough. This guy should not have been welding at the age. No. He, was, he, no, exactly. he was great. He was good at what he did. I'm not, no joke, but yeah, he probably should have quit a couple of years before that. I, I swear, Brandon, my dad was 87 when he passed. Yep. And he had stopped working for quite a while because of his health. Yes. But yeah. Had he not been for his health? I swear to God, he probably would have worked until his 80s, for sure. Because okay. he he could have, if it wasn't for the cigarettes, yeah. basically that causes uh, his lung uh, problems. Yep. Uh, he was otherwise than that. I mean, his body he was a, the guy was a specimen. Okay, and um, a a week after brain surgery, my father went back to work. I believe you. I don't know why. I'm like, Dad, what are a you doing? A week after brain surgery. Yes, I was like, Dad, you do not need to go back to work. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm like, you're not good. I'm like, go home and relax. No. No. It's no, just like- no they, they, did, they didn't. Because I saw, honestly, my dad, my dad started. Do. He is something that he, he's good at. He knows he's good at it. He can perform at it. Like He, he didn't even have to. Well, I mean, this is going to sound awful. But he didn't have to think, right? Like, so, uh, you know what you know, it was just like, it was like a, I mean, it was a, probably a little bit slower than he was a, the week prior, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, he, he, 
he didn't want to. He didn't. He just didn't want to stop. Yeah. So I completely understand. <laughs> Listen, I get. Weapon, I'm. 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 Um, I. I honestly believe that he slowly started dying the day he stopped working. That I, I honestly would not surprise. It would not surprise me. That would not surprise me in the least. Like just a really slow, you know. It, it, it was because they, you know, that work is life for them, and um, and honestly, my dad wouldn't have stopped working unless they, if they had, they hadn't let him go. Yeah. <laughs> they were finally like, "Hey, man, you just you can't do the job anymore." So, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's because tough to let go when you've known it your entire adult life, you know. Yeah. Because for us, I think for a man, it's especially of that generation, it's their purpose, right? It's the purpose of life. Yeah. For them, it's provide for the family, and um, you know. So I, w- I wanted to, if, if you know, I'm going to give you mine first. If, if you have a f- funny parenting story, here's here's mine. Okay, and well, so I was uh, either you being a parent or what it was done to you. So we were. I was. I don't remember. Eighteen, nineteen, and uh, I had I was working with my dad in the summers. And I had gone out on a Friday night. And Saturdays usually would be half days. So we'd start really early and finish by noon, 1 o'clock. I told my dad, listen, dad, I'm going out Friday night uh, with some old friends, whatever. And um, old friends. I was <laughs> so with some friends. And uh, can I have Saturday off? He says, no problem. So we go out. And I run to an old, ran into an old friend. We get to talking. It was three o'clock in the morning when I looked at my clock on my watch. I'm like, holy shit. So, I mean, I didn't make, so I had to get home and I, I, got, I crawled home. It was past three, actually. I got home at the time that he's getting up to go to work. It was about, okay. It's, so, so we have like a sort of like a duplex, so a two floor home. And yeah. downstairs, there's the garage. So I went in through the garage. And when you go through the garage, that's where he would prepare. He'd take his construction boots and have his coffee and then go. And then you would go inside the house. There was a little living room there with a TV. So I said, okay, he's still upstairs in the house. I went through quietly. I took off all my clothes and I made believe that I had fallen asleep in front of the TV. Right? <laughs> so he comes down. Doesn't say a word. Boom. Door closes in the garage. I hear him in the garage. I'm like, yes, yes, I fucking did it. <laughs> I'm pretending I'm still asleep. I'm about to, like, you know, one eye open. See, okay, waiting for that second door to close. And then you just hear the garage door again open to the, to the house. He's like, get dressed. We're leaving in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what? Get you think I'm an idiot? Get dressed. You're coming to work. <laughs> <laughs> I went straight to work. It was the worst day of my life. Now you try, okay? Oh, God. I had a- tried doing asphalt in forty degree, forty degree. I don't know how much that is in Fahrenheit. Plus 200, 300 degree, four hundred degree asphalt. Okay, with a pissed off Italian father. <laughs> okay. Man, that I learned a lesson that day. Let me tell oh, you. Oh man, I did something similar, but I was on a fishing boat with him afterwards. <laughs> so let me tell you about that. I almost chummed the waters that day, but um, that's not my story. Uh, uh, so my <laughs> this is this is a good one. So uh, my son, who was probably like three at the time, uh, he my father in law goes in the bathroom. My son walks in there while he's peeing. And he uh, he goes, oh hey Pep, Dad's is bigger than yours. Yeah, it was like, hey, what do I say? And I was like, I mean, perspective for a child. So you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, my, what was know, the reaction? <laughs> Maybe it was cold in the bathroom. I'll give you, you know, what do you want? Yeah. Give him the benefit. Yeah. There was shrinkage. There was shrinkage. <laughs> oh, it's so fantastic. Oh, and listen, I just want to address what you said before where, you know, dads, 
you know, where work was life for them. Sorry, I'm like, go yeah, back. No, it's all good, man. But so I, I flipped that on its head and I make my family my life and then work is work. I like that. So for me, that this is my number one is family. I, I li- literally work as a paycheck. I don't care what I do. I could, you know, sweep floors, mop floors. I really don't care. My stature in life is not dependent on what my occupation is. Uh, I've been in law enforcement. I was in the military. I'm a plumber. I don't, it doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter to me what I do for work. As long as it doesn't make me completely miserable. <laughs> And then I come home and be a jerk. So I, I, I agree with you completely. Like in that, you know, back then, you know, that was just work was life. That was like, that was almost more important than, I mean, it wasn't more important. I don't think that re- my dad really considered it more important in family, but sometimes it really felt like it. Well, they just, I think they equated their job as a father was being the provider. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. The way I, you provide is by working and that's, that's yeah. their, that's what gave them purpose. Uh, because you know, in my case, that's all my dad knew. It literally all his life, Brendan, yep. all yeah. his life. So I can never fault him for any type of parenting. It was, it was just, it was a very different. I mean, my mother did all the parenting. My dad was just my dad, right? Yeah. And 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 I can't fault him for that. You know, Absolutely. he he had no. Uh, that's how it, he was raised. He was raised by his mom and his father was the disciplinary and it was work and you got to work and that's it. And I'll show you how to work. I'll show you how to work the fields and how to farm. And that's what it was. So, yeah. you know, obviously he had to be different when he came here. Uh, luckily I had my older sisters. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that was, that was um, very different, but I, I can't even imagine, you know, uh, and how the world has changed today. It's, it's just, it's just crazy, but you know, he did. He he succeeded. They succeeded. They came here to give us a better life, and they did. Yeah. Right. That's the bottom yeah. line. That's the bottom line. So, um, but yeah, it, it it's 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 a crazy world, man. It's a crazy world, and um, but you know what? I think you said it perfectly because, and I went through it. I just changed uh, jobs uh, last year. Uh, it's a year in November, and it was because it was that it was. Uh, it was taking over my life. It was making me miserable. Uh, the stress was just literally eating me up. And it was, I was sitting right here. I mean, this is my, my desk right here. And I work from home. And, and right in that way is uh, a living room. And my son's bedroom is downstairs. So, th- guys, this is, this is a great uh, learning lesson, okay? And what made me change jobs. And I was sitting here. And I just got off with a client. And I was just having, I was just so fucking miserable. And I was pissed off. And I was treating everybody like shit. So I get off the phone. I smash my phone. I don't know how I didn't break the desk. My <laughs> son, 13 years old, Brandon comes up to me. And no, he was probably 12 at the time. Comes up to me, puts his hand on my shoulder, says, Dad, don't take this the wrong way. But I think it's time for you to get a new job. Now, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> he could have just taken a baseball bat and just smashed me in the face with it. Yeah. And I turned to him and I said, guys, you know, and then again, another lesson, talk to them like they're adults. And that, because if he's telling me this, he clearly understands what's going on here. Right. He's not yeah. a kid, not a child anymore. He can perceive <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. And I turned to him and I said, Alessio, I want to apologize. And I want to say thank you for telling me this. And daddy's going to make your promise here. Within, I think I remember I told him six months, I would, daddy's going to get a new job. I promise you. And I kept my promise. And But let me tell you, when your 12-year-old <laughs> gives you a wake-up call like that, Brendan, li- guys, just listen to your kids. Trust me. They perceive. They feel. They hear. They're more intelligent than what we give them credit for. My seven-year-old told me I was getting fat and I needed to work out. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. He's right. So, yeah. I mean, for your health, because we want to stick around. We, we, you know. Yeah, I mean, when your seven-year-old says, "I don't want you to die," you know, like it's like, gosh, damn it! That's like, I'm not that fat. Come on. Could have done the same thing, right? The same thing. I just, I just, I just, I love what you said. I loved what you said. Is that you know our job? I remember um, 
and I, I love this job because it gives me a lot of free time to do what I do. I, I'm heavily involved. Both my boys play baseball. Mm-hmm. And so this last summer was uh, the pretty competitive baseball. So I was at the park and I coached one of them. So I was at the park six, literally six days a week this year, this summer. And I, a buddy of mine and a few friends were like complaining, like, Luigi, you're not, a, you know, you're not available. What the hell? We have to, we, you know, we're, I said, guys, listen, man, my summer is dedicated to my boys. I don't care if I don't see anybody, if I don't go to dinner, if I don't go for drinks, I don't care. Yeah. My summer, I said, the, because, you know, the bottom line is nothing is giving me more joy, Brendan, than watching these two boys develop into the <laughs> baseball players and seeing the friendships that they've made. Nothing, nothing tops that. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I love that you apologize to your son. Um, and because uh, I think that's a. Uh, that's a, a lot of things dad, uh, a lot of times dads need to do that. They need to eat some humble pie and yeah. apologize to their kids, especially if they do something out of hand. I've yelled at my kids and realized I was wrong and I've uh, gone back and said, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have yelled at you like that. So, um, yes. you know, yes. so yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think it's huge to, uh, and it's tough to eat that humble pie sometimes, but uh, I think it's really important. It teaches the kids that you know you're you're not perfect, but you damn damn well try. So. Absolutely. And before I get any hate mail, yes, I apologize to my wife as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. Well, you're always wrong anyway. So I literally, I literally apologize. And listen, I know I've been a dick for the past year, and I was, I was not. Honestly, I look back and I was not. Uh, I'm I'm a very joyful person. I'm usually not the life of the party, but always happy, making jokes and just just loving life. And um, and I, I hated what I become. So it was affecting the way I was being a father, uh, especially my parenting. And you know, I'm really ship with my wife as well. So yeah, that humble pie sometimes doesn't taste good, but you got you got to eat it to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad that you made the made the change man i had a career too and when i was in law enforcement it was just it got to be too much and you can't compartmentalize compartmentalize your life enough to to have that not affect you mm-hmm. i i mean i couldn't at least it it just it wasn't gonna happen so how long did you do it for nine years wow that's quite a different changing career eh yeah, after the military, I, I got my plumbing license, so I was like, oh, I'll just, um, and then I tried law enforcement for a while, and I was, but I kept up my license, so I was like, you know, something to fall back on if something, yeah. you know, happens, so, um, so I had already kind of been there, so, but yeah, I mean, law enforcement was definitely a change from being a plumber, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Wow, no kidding. Yep. It, it was, I guess it was just seeing so much, I, I won't even, I can't even imagine what you saw over nine years. I guess that that just became overbearing. Well, I mean, it was more like the management. I worked for the federal government. I was a United States Border Patrol agent. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it uh, just got to the point that it's just dealing with incompetence just daily it was just too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my father got sick, and then and then and then like one thing after another, and yeah. it just it's like it. I don't like being treated like a child. Mm-hmm. No, I am not the smartest human being in the world. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that I am not the greatest at everything. I get it. But it seemed like they were targeting like the supervisors and the, the they were like targeting us to like try to get us in trouble. And I'm like this is ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> I was like this is you know like they weren't treating us like adults, let me put mm-hmm. it that way. So I was just like I'm done with this. I don't need to deal with this. So it's 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 great that you had the courage to have the real to come to the realization that you needed a change, and sometimes you know you need things in life as well, right? That gave me that courage. My father, yeah. I saw him as a miserable person at work, yeah. and I said, "I am never going to be that way." Um, he, there's days when he loved his job truly, uh, but there were days where he was, oh my god, I like oh my, he does not like it there. Uh, so I, I promised myself I would not be miserable at work. I think that when we don't put that importance, when we look at a career or work as just a way, uh, a means to provide for your family, yeah, uh, that's when we could truly be free and say, you know what, this is what matters to me the most, my yeah. mental health, because that my mental health uh, affects the way the husband that I am, the father that I am to these kids, 
Um, so I think more more fathers should look at their careers or their jobs that way because uh, it ain't this world ain't what it used to be. Yeah. So um, we owe it to these kids to be to be um, to be involved in their lives because present and involved absolutely not just present you got to be involved too. you got you got to be present and involved because you know what such a small little thing as my son being at bat and looking over his shoulder and he knows that i'm there and he looks at me and i see yep. that glare in his eye and then he knows he could do whatever he wanted it's all good because dad's there you know so yep. guys uh, again I, I can't overestimate uh how important that is just be present be involved but be present when we sing present it's real present it's not on your phone it's not yeah. superficially being present but i'm there but no you're not there you're not there because when your kid's talking to you about whatever happened at school or whatever happened to you at his ball game you, you gotta really listen because you know if you really listen they got such beautiful amazing things to tell you and it, you know it doesn't matter what age they are and i've realized that and i try to be as attentive as i am when they're talking you know I'll put the phone down if I'm trying to, you know, I'm answering a client. I'll put the phone down. And, okay, tell me about your day. Yeah. Then, then I'll answer my 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 text and my clients or whatever I have to do. You know. Yeah. So that's so important. So important. So, listen, man. It's been. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I you, there's there's I, I'm already thinking. I already marked down a few notes in terms of little <laughs> snippets that I'm gonna do. Was a lot of wisdom. Is honestly, I'll, I'll be honest, little things here and there that I uh, love what you had to say tonight. And I just hope you know if one father changes the way they they see being a father and the importance of it. Uh, listen, I think we've done we've done right, and obviously you've done right. Oh, thank you. I, it's uh, by mistake, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I, you know, again, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We all make mistakes, and I think admitting those mistakes, uh, apologizing for them, or just moving forward and don't doing them, and not doing them again, is really, yeah. really important. And uh, yeah, and uh, like, like you were just saying, actually, like not looking at, like, I'd get home and like be looking at my stuff, and the kids would be talking to me, and I'm not paying attention, you know. So you know, you get to snap out of it, and. Um, and my wife brought that to my attention. So you fix it and you move on. You make mistakes and you move on. And uh, but uh, but thank you, thank you for having me on. I I, oh. I I always love talking about being a father. It is the best thing ever. So love absolutely. it, absolutely. So uh, tell it's going to be in the show notes. But tell people where the best place to find your content uh, online or in podcast audio form. Yeah, you can just hit up the website dadsww.com or we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, at dad's ww on facebook and twitter and then at dad's ww podcast on instagram if you go to just dad's ww it's gay guys with kids and they're really nice you should friend them and then and then follow it up with podcasts and then awesome. follow me yeah yeah awesome, awesome. Yep. so uh listen stay stay on we'll chat offline uh but again Perfect. thanks so much for everyone for tuning in tonight thanks so much brandon it's been a pleasure and uh, we will see you all soon next week on the next episode Thanks again. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.